Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is Illini guy Mike Kegley, and we have a real treat tonight. Uh, the Houston Chronicles, Joseph Duarte, who has uh, been covering uh, the Cougars, is here to give us a preview of what the Illini are walking into tomorrow or Sunday, depending on when you're listening to it. Might be a few hours from uh, game time. We're going to see what the Illini are walking into. So uh, thank you for coming on, sir. We really appreciate your time. How long have you been covering the Cougars? Uh, this is my 10th year. Wow. Okay. I've been there for the entire the entire Kelvin Sampson era. Yeah, and, and uh, Illini fans, uh, you know, they have some enmity towards uh, him due to the uh, Eric Gordon recruiting where he flipped over, and um, then there were some, some charges that got out there against Bruce Weber that people got frustrated about. So he's definitely – uh, one of the people who are on the Illini fans list. I don't think that bothers Kelvin very much. But no, and actually, he still has a he has a great relationship with Eric Gordon from when he was with the Rockets. Yep. And uh, Eric Gordon uh, was is a frequent visitor uh, courtside at Houston basketball games. So the relationship's still there, and uh, Kelvin thinks the world of of Eric Gordon, and and vice versa. Yep. Yep. And it's, you know, you can totally see that uh, what was a great jumping off point for a, for a very long and uh, profitable uh, pro career. So uh, one could not blame him at all for that. Um, as we as we look here, you know, Illini fans are very aware of Houston's reputation as being one of the toughest defensive teams in the country. Um, that's the way uh, Coach Sampson's teams play anyway. Uh, not surprising that 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 he's got that built in. Um, what's the personality of this team for you as somebody who's close to them and gets to see them regularly? Well, I mean, it's two different personalities. You know, they began the season uh, needing to replace uh, the bulk of the the starting lineup that that went to the Final Four last year, and and then things fell apart in, in December when their their two best guards, uh, Marcus Sasser, who was you know, sort of a dark horse, all American type guy uh, broke his foot. And uh, that was the one that came out of nowhere. And then they also had uh, their other guard, Tremont Mark, uh, Tara's labrum. So between December 23rd and, and Christmas day, they, they lose their, their two top guards. The, the, the depth of the team takes a big hit. And then, you know, they're dealing with a COVID pause and then the start of conference play. So, I mean, they a lot of things happened, and they responded by winning 12 in a row. You know, you would think that they would have maybe lost a step or, you know, needed some time to, to get together. But, you know, I think that's the Kelvin Sampson influence. Uh, he mixed in some transfers with what they've had. And uh, they've only lost three times since December 11th. So uh, to be 30 and five going into uh, another game that has implications to reach another Sweet 16, uh, Tremendous job. This is probably his best coaching job that he's done in his 30 plus years. But uh, certainly wasn't easy. And uh, if you if you would have told me that they would be at this point with the personnel that they they lost and, and what they had to replace, uh, I, I wouldn't have uh, thought that they win the American Conference, much less you know be in the uh, the round of 32. Uh, it's, it's an excellent job by you. Um, as we look at things. Um, you know, you've got a team here that's very well balanced in the scoring. Um, what can the Illini look from? You know, the Illini is going to play tough defense. Uh, they like to go over the top of picks. They like to, you know, try to make sure that uh, 
uh, nothing's easy for the guards. And of course, you've got Kofi in the middle that uh, he's not the greatest shot blocker in the world, though he had quite a game against Chattanooga from that standpoint. But just seven foot and 290 pounds tends to make people decide that there's other places you can make a living. Um, what, what offensively, what can Illinois look for from this team? Well, it, it'll be hard for Houston to duplicate the, the first half that they had against UAB. Uh, they hit nine threes. They averaged eight for the, for the game this season. So, uh, you know, they were, they were extremely hot. Kyler Edwards, he's the, uh, the Texas Tech transfer. As a freshman, he, he played in the national championship game for Texas Tech. Uh, so he, he slid into that role when, when Marcus Sasser went down uh, as kind of the, the go-to scorer. And then the, the sophomore point guard, Jamal Shedd, uh, guy's got 210 assists. Uh, he's, he's his vision for for his age, uh, the ability for him to to not have very many turnovers and to really be a facilitator uh, has has been a, a huge plus this year. So really, with the guards, and then you throw in a, an athletic uh, guard with Tajay Moore. So I, I'm really interested. I think the guard matchups will, will be really interesting. Uh, what happens is with Houston's injuries, it, it sort of opened up them to, to be able to go uh, run things more through through their post. And that's not something that has, has generally been the, the case with Kelvin Sampson teams here at Houston. Uh, and, and the main guy has been Josh Carlton. They picked him up uh, through the transfer portal. He's 6'10", about 245. So that's still small, big Kofi, you know, Kofi standards. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he came over from UConn, and he's been a guy that they've gone to and in the American with – not as much the physical outside of Memphis, not, not as many physical, you know, bigger teams. Uh, you know, he was able to do a lot in conference play and uh, he's a guy that can catch, you know, catch fire and, and, and put up some points in a hurry. And then you have, you know, the veteran, the calming influence of the group, Fabian White Jr. Uh, he's the all-time winningest player in the school's history and a guy that's you know, sort of de- developed his game from, from being a guy with the back against the the uh, to the goal to more of a you know he added a three point shot and you know he had I believe it was close to forty threes this this year so he's he's sort of an inside outside threat so I mean like you said they're balanced uh, but in, in most situations that the, their offense feeds off their defense and they are one of the best defensive teams in the country uh, number one in, in field goal percentage and top ten and 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 scoring, allowing about 50-something a game. So uh, it's what you would expect. I mean, this is going to be a physical, uh, tough, tough it out kind of game. You know, Houston will chase those loose balls. You'll see them uh, do a lot of things with, like, tips. They like to extend uh, plays, you know, offensive rebounds. And they just do all the the hustle plays that, that lead to extra possessions, that lead to points. And, you know, if you like those kind of games, if you like, you know, 50s, 60s type games. This is probably the one that you'll uh, you'll get on Sunday. Yeah, we're we're hoping they don't get too hot because um, you know Illinois has been hot and cold. They've had uh, good good halves of offense. Mm-hmm. They have not had a, a great game of offense probably since uh, defeating Michigan up in Ann Arbor. And um, you know they were. It seems you know if you go back and really parse it out, it looks like they. They really uh, had a challenge. They had their own injury issues with uh, uh, Curbelo missing 12 games. 
uh, Austin Hutcherson, the six seven wing, out for the the season and, and maybe potentially for his college career. Um, and it's just been uh, an interesting time for the the Illini, and they they really haven't hit their uh, uh, their stride from an offensive standpoint um, after the COVID break. They had more consistency prior to that. Um, when we look at this team, is uh, is Carlton a guy who can pull Kofi out and hit from outside, or is he a guy who's going to be more like uh, you know Trace Jackson Davis of Indiana, who's got to try to find a way to to go at the big guy and 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 get some points on the inside yeah it's it's more the latter um carlton doesn't roam or venture out too much you know from outside the you know the the, the lane there uh and and what houston does uh you know they have what they call a monster trap that they uh they they utilize uh, and it's really the same game plan for all the bigs that they they play but again you know, Kelvin Sampson said in the, the press conference uh, prior to the game that uh, you just there's no nobody comparable to Kofi uh, in terms of uh, size and and the and it's not just dumps. You know, he you know he pointed out the the, the skill set that he has and you know everything from the little floaters to being able to you know move around and and he he also complimented Brad Underwood for you know where they put him. He's not necessarily posting up. You know, on the block, you know, they bring him in the in the middle of the lane and. You know, that's one of the tougher areas to defend. So, uh, you know, Carlton is, is the guy that they'll put on them. I, I expect, you know, White uh, and Reggie Chaney, who's from Arkansas. I think all those guys, it's going to be sort of a, a, a all hands on deck kind of approach. Uh, maybe try to get him into, you know, if you can get him into to the line. You know, he's only hidden about 63%. So, Uh, and had some some misses in the in the Chattanooga game but Houston doesn't have that luxury that Chattanooga had you know they 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 would like to foul and they think that you know there's some some you know strategy in that but you know Kelvin Sampson goes with the seven and maybe an eight-man rotation so the when they struggle this season it's because Josh Carlton is in foul trouble and is on the bench it's the same thing with uh, Fabian White those are the two guys in the front court uh, that are that are most accessible to uh, to uh, to being in foul trouble. So there there's a, a give and take on that, and you know there's a fine line in terms of you know if they get any of those guys in trouble and they're on the bench for extended minutes, uh, that certainly will play into uh, Illinois' hands. How, how so was, I was also reading an article, and um, there was a very interesting uh, talking about the athleticism of Taze Moore. Um, mm-hmm. Can you describe that? Because when I read through that article, I was like, holy cow, this guy sounds like uh, one of those athletes that the NBA must be just right. going, you know, I mean, he's savoring. like he's like Harlem Globetrotters meets Circus du Soleil <laughs> slash um, uh, NFL combine receiver. I mean, he's got sort of a, a mix. I mean, it's a fascinating story. He uh, he started his career at Cal State Bakersfield and he was unaware that he had a uh, an injury, a leg injury, a lower leg injury, and he was going up for a dunk, and he uh, suffered multiple fractures in, in one of his legs, and it was about a 600-and-change uh, layoff day-wise that uh, he didn't play. It was almost two years and had five surgeries, and, you know, this is a guy who uh, back home in, in Mississippi – uh, he was legendary. They 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 got him to try out for the track team and do the high jump, and 
he went out there not knowing how to do the, you know, the traditional, you know, the, the running up to the, to the pole and, and arching your back or, and doing all that stuff. And he hurdled it like a, like a hurdle. And uh, everybody was like, Oh my God. And, and he ended up winning the district championship by, by being a hurdler on the high jump. So he, he's a, um, he's athletic, you know, here in Houston, the best thing that we have to compare in terms of the basketball program is five slamma jamma. And that had Clyde Drexler and uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and, and Michael Young. They were, Sort of the along with Louisville, they were the original dunk masters, and I've talked to several members of those those teams, and they say Tajay Moore would fit in perfect with them. He's that kind of athletic specimen. Uh, they were joking and, and playing around uh, prior to the uh, the the thurs on Thursday's practice day, and somebody took a picture of him. He leaped and he elevated so high that he kissed the rim with you know I mean his mouth was inches from from the rim so i mean the guy's got hops i mean he can do so many things and and it, they've sort of taught him that it's not just about the, the the as kelvin sansa put it being an instagram dunker and and all that stuff he he uses it to his advantage he's so explosive that he can get down court and you, you think you have an easy layup and he's he's blocking the shot uh you know he'll explode on on fast breaks where uh, the the point guard sheds, you know, tosses balls off the backboard and dunks. I mean, he's it's just I haven't seen anybody uh, of his caliber athleticism, and, and you know, I've been in the business for 25 years, and uh, he's just he's just as one guy put it, he's he was built in a in a science lab. Holy cow! That sounds like that is going to be a real opportunity. Uh, you, I almost can anticipate he's going to have one dramatic dunk at least, and probably one spectacular block shot. Hopefully, the Illini will figure out that uh, he can't block them all. But um, I, 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 I saw that article and I thought, holy cow! We, gotta, we have to ask about that because, uh, uh, like, like you said, it's almost like a carnival act out there with with that ability. And there's probably, I mean, I don't know all 68 teams, but I would really, uh, it would be a stretch for me to, to, to think that there's somebody that athletic uh, in the, in the field. And, you know, and, and he's not being cocky or, you know, the bravado, but he, he said, look, if there's someone out there, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have a jump off with them. So, I mean, he's, he's a fun kid, and, but, you know, he's, he's got things that are, that can't be taught, you know, that, that stuff that, that he was born with and uh, his grandmother named him Tigger and uh, cause he can't, he hasn't stopped bouncing. So the, uh, the name fits and, you know, he, he's about a 10, 12 point score. He's, he's got that capability to a little bit more, but his, his contributions really come uh, on those plays where, I mean, you'll see him come out of nowhere and grab a, grab a rebound or, or do something athletically that extends a possession. So, I mean, he, he, really finds a lot of different ways to make an impact. Yeah, the hustle is something that's going to be really a challenge, uh, you know, especially when you have that athleticism that's, that's uh, you know, being fueled by hustle. Uh, if, if you had to put down a, um, if you had to give a uh, prediction, what would your prediction for the game be? You know, when I was watching the, the Chattanooga game, the first thought in my mind was, you know, Last year, the, the bracket in the Midwest set up so perfect for Houston where they didn't have to beat one single-digit seed to get to the to the Final Four. And and one of them that lost was Illinois. And, you know, you're looking and you're, like, thinking to yourself, 
know, is this going to be a repeat? You know, are, are they not going to have to play Illinois again? And then you look at the rest of the bracket that it at least sets them up to get to the second weekend. Uh, you know, I think it comes down to what Illinois are you going to get? You know, are you going to get the one that, like you said, can can you know have a really good offensive game and 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 get the ball to Kofi and 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 do something, or are you going to get the last ten games and the team that only led for twenty five seconds uh, against Chattanooga? So that's where you know I, I I think Houston can pull this off. I think Houston is a second weekend team. I don't think they go as far like next year because you know obviously Arizona would probably be the team that awaits uh, in the Sweet 16. I I have this you know Houston winning, but by a slim. You know we're talking two possession type type game. I think this is you know down to the last few games. You know the last few years Houston has gone toe to toe with Kentucky. Uh, you know, they've, they've gone toe-to-toe with, you know, Syracuse, and then they've had Ohio State. So, you know, they're they're familiar with with this, and even though they're, they're new players, they have an edge about them, and, and they know that nobody's picking them. Uh, people counted them out way back in December, and this is a team that, that fell behind 20 to Wisconsin and almost came back and won. Uh, they should have beat Alabama on the road and lost on a no call on a goal 10 at the buzzard. And and then, you know, they played a, a Memphis team that, you know, now that Penny Hardaway's got his team healthy, you know, they're, they're dangerous, they're athletic. And, you know, they, they have, you know, Gonzaga in the second round. So, you know, for, for not having the, the quad one wins and everything that went against them. And that's why they got the five seed. I, I think Houston is better than a five seed. And, and that's why I think they, they pulled this one out. Uh, plus, it's only a three-hour drive from Houston to San Antonio. They would love nothing more than to play in basically their backyard uh, in the second weekend. And you gotta, you got to figure the Kelvin Sampson angle. He's really good on short time in preparing. Uh, he makes the adjustments. I mean, the guy, the guy what he's done at Houston has been phenomenal. So it, it would not shock me the least. Uh, to see them uh, advance to to the Sweet 16, but like we talked earlier, if if the if the three things that really have hurt them this year uh, rear their their head, they could be in trouble. You know, fouls, uh, and when they get to the free throw line, they struggle with free throws. And then you sort of from from an offensive standpoint, you never know if they're going to be on or not. You know, that Tyler Edwards had 25 the other night. He could he could go for 10 against Illinois. So then and they don't have a lot of guys uh, that will necessarily, you know, come back and, and can give you that 20 points that you're missing or whatever, but you know, they're balanced, uh, but we're not going to, you know, see very many 80 plus point games out of them. They, they keep it pretty, pretty low in the sixties, seventies. Uh, so I expect a close game. Uh, I'm, I'm having Houston advance, but uh, this one, this one's going to be, this one's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting game. Um, I think it's going to, it, you know, especially if, if both teams are hitting or both teams are not hitting, I think it's going to be a nail biter for both sets of fans, um, you know, which, which you know, it, it is what it is. As Illinois fans, unfortunately, the last, you know, 12 games or so, you know, the Illini are pretty much darn near even Steven in terms of points scored versus points given up. Um, so it has been a challenge as an Illini fan in terms of just the uh, stress levels of people as they watch the games. But, you know, the bottom line, uh, you know, that we've, you know, as, as somebody who's been a longtime Illini fan, 
you know, in the 80s, it seemed like Illinois would find ways to lose the Chattanooga game when it came into uh, the, the uh, NCAAs, whether it was, you know, losing to Pace Mannion in Utah with a much higher ranked Illinois team, whether it was having the bizarre calls at Rupp Arena when uh, the, the, the travel that didn't happen to Dickie Beal that Illinois lost, you know, on Kentucky's home court. But there was always like a storyline that ended up with right. Illinois finding a way to lose. Um, Brad Underwood got him past a speed bump that in the past they probably wouldn't have gotten around. But now this is the second year in a row that they've had to face a team that is much better on Ken Palm and Torvik than what they they were from a seeding standpoint. Loyola, Chicago last year, you know, most of the uh, folks at Illini guys, we were like, oh my gosh, if you look at this team, how did they end up seeded this low? Um, and we look at Houston and we're like, uh, how did this team get seeded this low? So it's a, it's a tough, it's going to be a tough one for Illinois. There's no real room for them to have an off shooting night. You're going to need to have, um, Plummer have a good night and you need either Curbelo um, or uh, Frazier to to do well. Coleman Hawkins at 610 is very, very uh, athletic. And when he's playing well, he's added a lot to the Illini team. Uh, and Kofi's Kofi, you know, I mean, he he doesn't get much credit. He ends up, you know, I think you saw last night there, there was probably you probably could have called 20 fouls on on right. the team against him. It's it's a frustrating thing for for um, Illini fans as you watch a game. You know when they, you have to watch him get hit in the head by somebody, and then you listen to a guy like Reggie Miller, or even they brought in the um, the, the the dude from uh, ref the referee from New York. You know, and oh yeah, you can get hit in the head, and you're like, well, gee, when when uh, Johnny Davis gets hit in the head, it's a it's a two shot flagrant foul, and you know and. When Kobe gets hit in the head, it's, ah, he got hit in the head, you know, don't worry about it. Um, and and I think he runs into the same problems that Shaq ran into where he's just hard to, to referee. Right. Um, I mean, he's going to draw the attention there. And, and you know, it's, sometimes they get the call, sometimes they don't. Most of the times they don't. So, yeah, um, yeah, so that's I, I can see, you know, Brad Underwood said today, look, he's seen it all. Uh, he's dealt with it all. And, and he, he even acknowledged there was some frustration uh, when Kofi got to the free throw line, I think he was five of 10 in that, in that first round game. So, uh, you know, those are the things that, you know, if, if, you know, I'm not saying you rattle a guy, but if you can sort of get him into one of those situations again, that's, you know, maybe that's where, where Houston takes advantage. Uh, but to, you know, for, for whatever ailments Houston has or struggles on offense, they, they always seem to, to sort of offset things with, with their defense. I mean, they play, as, as hard a defense as, as any team, you know, I've seen. And they're, you know, they're they're good. You know, they played Virginia this year. And I know Virginia had sort of a down year. Uh, but I think Virginia scored 40-something points in that game. Yep. So, I mean, that was one of those, one of those, you look up at, you know, it doesn't matter what what year it is, it's still Virginia. And, you know, they, they had some other games like that. So, they're, they're capable of, of – shutting you down or at least, you know, making it where, you know, they can, they can offset a, a mediocre, you know, shooting night with, with a really good night defensively. Yeah. And that's exactly what the Illini have done um, way too often for Illini fans comfort level, even last night holding Chattanooga to 27% shooting in the second half. And, you know, um, 
that that was probably the only thing that kept them in a game that was just played pretty poorly on the offensive end of the court. One one question I had for you, and then uh, you know we can kind of close this out. But um, one of the things I'm I'm watching as I as I listen to different uh, and read different articles across the country. What are the Houston players saying about the new basketballs? It's kind of been it just been kind of fun for me to kind of keep track. Have they said anything to you about that? Because we've seen different teams complain about it, like you know, they've taken weird bounces off the rim and they don't like the color and it, the texture isn't right. So I was just curious. Have you heard anything from from the Houston team? You know. Uh... No, we haven't. And, you know, if I'm Kyler Edwards, I, I want them to, to change that ball, you know, permanently. So, you know, I, I haven't heard too much. I, I do recall that there was a, one player uh, from, um, from Illinois that was asked today. It might have been, um, it might have been Plummer, but one of it came up and uh, his, he jumped on it immediately and said, yeah, I, I do notice something different. He mentioned that in the Big Ten, I guess they're mostly Adidas or, or Nike balls maybe. And then the, for some reason, I'm not sure which ball they're using here in the NCAA tournament, but they're, they're certainly a lot brighter orange. Uh, yeah. That's one thing I've, 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 I've seen a lot of people talking about, but I'm not sure exactly if, if they're talking about the, the feel of it or, you know, if it, if it, you know, it's got to have the same amount of air in it. So I'm not yeah. sure if it's, if it's just the grip or what, uh, you know, there weren't a lot in the game that I covered uh, the first night. There weren't a lot of uh, turnovers where you just said, hey, that ball slipped out of someone's hand or anything like that. They were clear, you know, mental mistakes. But, no, Houston's Houston's group hasn't uh, hasn't brought it up or hasn't said anything uh, that that it's, you know, affected them. Heck, you know, they, they scored 80, 80 plus points and they, they rarely do that. So they, they would probably be in favor of, of whatever whatever they're doing to the basketballs. Perfect. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming. Uh, you're listening to Joseph Duarte of the Houston Chronicle. If you get an opportunity, uh, I've been covering the Houston Cougars for uh, a decade now, and you can get some fantastic coverage of that basketball program. Go down there, take a look at it. That's how I did it. And um, the other thing is, is when you talk to the Houston uh, sports information director, they say, hey, there's really one place that you need to go if you want to get great coverage. And that's Joseph. So to me, that. yeah, to me, that tells me that you're the man when it comes to the Houston Cougars. So uh, good luck uh, tomorrow covering that game. And, and uh, hopefully we'll have an entertaining game. Obviously, you're wanting the Cougars to go to San Antonio, and we're hoping the Illini get there. But, I'll, I'll uh, go to San Antonio regardless. When yep. in Texas, you gotta you gotta go to San Antonio when you can. Uh, you know, on a side note, I uh, when I covered the the Big Twelve and the Texas Longhorns back in the you know 2005 2010, that was the you know Kevin Durant year and stuff. Yep. I actually was in Indianapolis uh, when Illinois reached the Final Four, and if I'm not mistaken, they might have been undefeated going into the the final four maybe had one loss i think that might have been darren williams yep uh, and you know i was there when when they lost so i mean i may not be the the best uh lucky charm or any or reporter to be be, be covering the, this game for them but no I, I do remember just the the buzz around that team because they were really good and uh, a lot of people thought that they would uh they would win the title and i believe florida my, I think my that was North, North Carolina. North Carolina got him on that one, and it was basically 
Um, it was an interesting thing. James Augustine, I think, ended up fouling out, um, playing like less than eight minutes. Um, and then that allowed Sean, let's see, is it Sean May? I think the younger May, not Scott was the one in Indiana and his son, Sean, allowed him to it, go kind of wild on the Illini. The one weakness they had that year was they really had Augustine in the, in the center position. He's really more of a power forward. Um, and they had one loss. I think Ohio State beat them either the, I think the last game of the regular season. Um, and, and then the second loss was to North Carolina. Uh, that's one of the things, you know, where, where the national media doesn't give Illinois a lot of respect because they haven't been able to close the deal. Not that it's this generation of players, not that it's Brad Underwood, but in the past, you know, the 2005 team wasn't able to close the deal. The 1989 team uh, lost on an on a air ball that got rebounded in the last second um, by Michigan. And so a Michigan team that they had beaten twice by 20 points, you know, beat them by one in a Final Four game. Um, and then you have uh, a, quite a few upsets over the years. So uh, it would be great to see the Illini kind of take that step forward to the Sweet 16 um, and, and, you know, obviously further. Uh, they played Arizona extremely tough. It was, a, it was a game that went down to the last 30 seconds. Illinois was down by uh, one or two, ended up losing by four points, and Curbelo was injured that game. Um, it, was at, it was at the State Farm Center, so uh, admittedly Illinois had the home court advantage, but um, that Arizona team's a tough team, and, and whether it's Illinois or Houston, uh, or you know, assuming that, that they don't get some sort of upset, Arizona's going to stretch any. T- if you're going to beat Arizona, you're going to have to play extremely well. Right, and you know the, uh, and I'll end it on this. Uh, I, it was fascinating. Houston and, and Illinois have combined for 11 Final Fours and have yet to win a national championship. Houston absolutely has the most uh, of any team not to win it, and. Uh, Illinois is tied with uh, Oklahoma, but that, that's amazing. And and for all the, the the near misses that you mentioned, Houston fans can relate. Uh, you know the, the the Jim Balbano moment with North Carolina State uh, that, that on the the putback dunk there at the buzzer uh, that goes down as one of the biggest upsets in, in tournament history. And when you have five slam a jamma and you go to three straight national championships, you lose to Patrick Ewing and George Georgia and the other championship game then you face North Carolina and one uh, they've had their share too so hopefully at some point uh, one of these programs has a breakthrough they're they're certainly due uh, a lot of his a lot of history so it'll it'll be uh it'll be fun to, to to see two teams that wouldn't normally play each other uh, during a season match up uh, with pretty high stakes come Sunday yeah that by, that by, by slam a jamma game versus Louisville I still say is the greatest college game maybe ever played. Um, and certainly if they played NC State 100 times, that may be the only outcome that NC State wins or even keeps close. Um, and then the next year, while I was a, I was a huge fan of both Hakeem uh, and Patrick Ewing, I felt like the, the, the guys in the blue and white stripes denied America a really great matchup because they wanted to call the fouls. I've, I've long been a proponent of six fouls um, for college basketball, or even after five, uh, you know, give an extra free throw if if that person you know gets a foul because it is just to see to see those great players again. In my you know, I was 
gosh, what was I, maybe a junior in high school or something like that. But, um, you know, to me, that was one of the great disappointments uh, athletically was was wanting to see these two and see how well they matched up. And and before you knew it, you know, um, you know, it was it was kind of one guy who got granted granted the uh, the win due to that. And uh, we we were just reading uh, something about that where uh, Houston's definitely number one was six. And and then there's Illinois. Uh, you know, pulling up right behind him. But well, uh, one got payback many years later yes. in the NBA finals. So, uh, yes, he did. so anyway, yes. but no, thank you for having me on. And uh, I look forward to the, the game on Sunday. Excellent. Well, good luck to you and your team. And we will uh, maybe we'll see this might become an annual thing because this could be our second year in a row. Um, maybe over the years, this will become one of those rivalries that we'll see um, in the NCAA every year. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, sir. And if you enjoyed Eye on the Illini, we have two other podcasts that you can subscribe to. That would be Sturdy for 30 with Brad Sturdy, the Uber Illini Insider, and Ked's Recruiting Roundup with Kedrick Prince, our Director of Recruiting. We also have the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. That's a two-hour radio experience every Friday or Saturday, depending on what market you're in. If you go to IlliniGuys.com and you click on radio, you will see all the members of the Illini Guys radio network. There are 25 stations that broadcast our show, and you can take a look at where is closest to you, what day it's on, and what time it's on. If you enjoy the show, all we ask of you is to give that radio station a quick call or drop them an email and thank them for putting us on the air. Finally, if you go to IlliniGuys.com, you join there. You're going to get all the inside information. You'll get all the news, all the notes, all the stats, everything like that. Plus, you go back into our forums or our message boards, and you will be able to hear everything that's going on long before you read about it on Twitter. Let's just say things like, you know, Illinois might sign a guard who's decommitting from a power school, a blue blood school. Illini guys, subscribers knew weeks ago that this was going to happen. We didn't have to wait for somebody to put it out on Twitter. You got it early. So we would ask people, you know, again, if you want to be a, a locked in on what's going on with the Illini, you need to be a member of Illini guys. Heck, we've got people from other websites who are members of our site. So with that, I am going to say go Illini, and it's going to be an exciting game on Sunday, March 20th at 11, 10 a.m., we're hoping the Illini do well, but they're up against a formidable Houston Cougars team. Good luck, Illini, and go.